You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Breaking Bad After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Breaking Bad After Show. Hey everybody, Bing is for doing and we are here doing another Breaking Bad after show. This is season 5, episode 15, Granite State. I am Matt Lieberman, subbing in for John Comerford. He and Tamara Berg could not be here tonight. We wish them well, we miss them, we'll have them back for the finale. But I am joined, as always, with the fantastic and talented Miss Kristen Snyder. Hello, hello. And joining us is AfterBuzz co-founder... Uh, Kevin Undergaro is here. I'm so excited to be here. Back, so glad back you're on the back. podcast. Oh my god, I've been dying every week to come in. <laughs> no room for me. Well, now there's room, and we're so grateful to have you. So much to talk about this week. We've got Walt's exile. We've got the the final game plan of this series moving into motion. Finally, all the pieces are in place, and we have all of the gaps filled in before the scene at Denny's at the top of season five. Uh, we're going to get to Walt because there's so much to talk about. But first, I just want to talk about everybody else. We got Skylar dealing with the mess that he left in her lap. Uh, the last-minute phone call gambit kind of clearing her of the majority of the blame here. But she's still – she has no access to the money. She's having so much trouble getting work. There's nothing for them to do. And we've got that great scene where she's talking to the DEA and the sound is kind of muted and they're moving in slow motion. It's a nice callback to when Walt found out about his cancer back in season one, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Do you guys feel like Walt left Skylar high and dry? I think I, I think that's definitely yes. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing that can be done on her end to make their life any easier. She's going to be the subject of ridicule and shame, and people are going to be staring at her in everywhere she goes. I mean, it's I kind of blame her for you know giving up on him. I'm still a Walter White fan till the end, and as his wife, I would have went with him. Went with him? Yeah, the cabin, two acres of land out in the woods. Why wouldn't she go with? Why wouldn't she turn him in two two or three years ago? What do you think, Kevin? <laughs> Kevin is okay, just I dumbstruck. Okay, I'm dumbstruck because I am Team Walter White. Yeah. I am so excited about how it ended, so I can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the show's great because it's gray, hence the company mm-hmm. Gray Matter. Sure. You know, and, and real life is gray. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not black and white. Movies have tried to make life black and white for us, and, you know, especially Mer- American movies. You know, European yeah, right. cinema is very gray. And this show is gray. I get Skyler, and I, but I get Walter. Yeah. You know, the people who say that, oh, Walt Evil, he's taken that turn. and No, you know, I get where he blamed it all on Jesse Pinkman. Why? Because he loved Hank that much. Yeah. And he was angry and he was violent mm-hmm. that, like, you know, his brother-in-law and someone that was very close to him perished. And he wanted to take it out on somebody. And Jesse was the guy that led them there. And so in that, like, knee-jerk moment as a human, he said, you know, he's Pinkman. You know, go take him away and kill him, beat him. But, but I get 
I do get where Skyler's coming from as much as I get where Walt is coming from. That's why this show is brilliant. Yeah, I think that... So, the, I mean, you just ask me who I'm rooting for. I can give yeah. you a different answer on that. <laughs> but I get where they're coming from. I have the one said from the beginning that I didn't feel that she was as present a wife as she should have been for a man of that great potential. Mm-hmm. And I always go back to that scene when she's eBaying items on his birthday and decides to give him... Um, the soy bacon. hand no hand a uh, hand job under the covers oh, while yeah. she's bidding on an item yeah and you know so to me i've said from the beginning that she wasn't you know in many ways worthy of him and then in other ways that i've seen that she so had, you, she had you, the potential to be his yeah. partner are you saying that she let this happen no, I'm not saying she let it happen. <laughs> I'm just saying I get it all. I get yeah. Yeah. where he got. I get where he was frustrated in his life, where he did all the right things. He so he thought he made all the right moves. His ideas were turned into a billion dollar company with two people he trusted and loved. And they don't talk about much about his radiation poisoning. I mean, his his cancer. Yeah. But to me, that cancer came from. The, met, the testing and the work he did in the lab to make them all the millions. And right. so it's just so, it's just, I get with this guy is was just cornered like a rat. And mm-hmm. he just said, F this, it's time for me to get mine back. And, you know, one bad decision oh, after absolutely. another. So I get it all I'm saying, say, and, and I get where Skyler, I'm like, oh my God, get out of here. Yeah. I, I get it. And I get where he's so obsessed with his, quote, his life's work. He keeps going back to this. I get he thought that that one phone call last week uh, to the police would exonerate Skyler, get her off the hook. He would hide out with the money, and eventually he'd get them the money. Yeah. He's thinking, again, he's thinking the end, and he's thinking about protecting his life's work. Uh, That's his obsession. Yeah. I understand that obsession. And have there been many, many casualties along the way for that obsession, now including what's going on with Skyler and Flynn? Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it, it all goes back to even the first season, right? Every time that Walt makes another decision or make, uh, without asking anybody for advice, things get worse. Like a lot of se- the beginning of season one was just mopping up the mess that came from that first cook yeah. and dealing with, you know, the guy that he didn't want to kill. And uh, everything since then, he doesn't know this criminal world, but he has, he has such an ego that he just kind of moves forward anyway, and he thinks that these moves are going to work, but then they never work out, which draws him further and further in. But I get, but I get it all. Yeah, yeah. I get it all. For, for well, we get the motivations. But I also get great ego. It takes great ego to achieve great things. And I get where. Why do you think? Again, Hollywood. We see these superstars like they, their minds go nuts. They go, you know, it's just when some the more power people get, you know, the more it goes in this direction. I also think this speaks to karma. Yeah. You know, even I think even in real life, I still believe, and I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel like organized crime and people that do that, ultimately they they usually pay for it in the end. Yeah. And I, I yeah. feel like this is just life. You know, he had good intentions, but didn't matter if he even just kept cooking out of that little uh, unit back in the desert back in the day, bad things were going to happen as a result. Absolutely. And- Unfortunately, he lives in this world where it's illegal to cook meth, but it's like, you know, right. everything he's doing is kind of not approved by this world. But he's like this greatness that is constrained by the world that he lives in. I feel like right. a lot of people do feel that way. This I think, is yeah, I think this is why the, the show land. is so popular because I think it totally speaks to the spirit of our society right now. I think yeah. there's just many people who have played by the rules, followed the American dream, 
and now are completely disillusioned. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. really? Why? Why? Did I, I'm, I'm 40, I'm 50, I'm 60. Really? Why did I do? Why? Yeah. And this guy is the best in the world at what he does. It just happens to and, be. And he there he is washing cars by hand as yeah. we begin and, and being crapped on by he's that guy. He's the best in the world. In the Adam. world. The best in the world. And he's being crapped on by Bogdan, make, you know, cleaning right. cars. Of course, something's going to snap. When he finds out it was all for nothing, he's got months to live. Right. He builds this legacy. And I think that the last few episodes in particular have brought us back from that sort of like precipice of, oh, he's gone completely dark. He's just pure Heisenberg. I think that the last two episodes, this episode in particular, really show that he's never forgotten about no. that original yeah. purpose. Screaming Jack, no, when he yeah. didn't want to kill, uh, when he didn't want to kill Hank. Yeah. You know? I think it's just the deeper you he get into he it. He could have just had Hank be killed. Yeah. Never mentioned the 80 million of those guys. Yeah. Right. But no, absolutely the humanity's still there. It's still intensely important. I think it's just the further you get into the business, the more you have to make these difficult decisions, you lose parts of yourself. That's it. But those things never, ever died. And I think that that's what this episode stated definitively. Right. Is right. this guy, you know, he he is a bad person, ultimately. He's, he's, not, he's not a great person, but he's not completely evil. He's great. I yeah. think he's, he's still great. the guy. He's great. They yeah. wanted and us I, to see that he's still the guy from episode one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, we will get really deep into right. this later in the episode. I want to touch on everybody else because this conversation could dominate the whole hour. <laughs> right. Um, Talk about even, you know, when I saw Marie's face in that one close-up. Yeah. And she knew. I just felt like she, she knew Hank was dead. She knew Hank was dead. Yeah. There's no way he's alive. Yeah. yeah, Hank's dead. Gomi's dead. Nothing that uh, nothing that the DEA agents can say is going to change her mind on that. And then they come back to the house, and it's just been ransacked right. by the Aryan Nation. Our friends. Yeah, who are just sitting around drinking beer, eating popcorn, and watching Jesse Pinkman break down, yep. talking about his entire sordid criminal past, and like say, like, when is this guy going to not be a bitch and stop crying? And he just he he can't stop crying. Poor guy. Well, well, well by, by the way, the most. Significant thing for me was, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm always into the subtext of the yeah. dialogue, but when uh, I think it was Jack who said, "This, all this bitch does is cry." It was I, I have it written down here, but it was something about uh, he won't stop, or... he won't quit. He won't yeah, quit. he won't quit. And when I heard that, I was like, you know what, Jesse ain't done. Mm-hmm. Jesse ain't done. He's gonna keep coming. Yeah, and I think that's what the audience is rooting for at this point. If Walter White has lost you, you're still behind Jesse, I think. But here's the thing, right? So at that, se- I'm still behind Walter. Yeah, I am I too. <laughs> well, you, universally behind Walter, and like I'm excited to see what he does in the finale. But I want to, I want, I pose this question yeah. to you, Kevin. Right? Yeah. So over the course of the series, though, Jesse has all but given up several times. He's gone to like a nearly catatonic state. You know, he wants mm-hmm. to kill himself. He mm-hmm. wants to die. Right. He's, you know, he's a loose cannon. He's a little bit suicidal. Well, he's also an a- addict. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, and think of the drugs he's been on, the heroin and, and mm-hmm. things like that. So, um, but somebody who also has incredible potential that mm-hmm. was never realized. And that's why you guys, one of you had brought up like, oh, wow, Jesse also knows how to pick a lock with yeah. a paperclip. And I said, why I buy into that writing wise is because this is a guy the character that's all he's been overlooked his whole life mm-hmm. he was a d minus student whatever he was just getting high before class and waltzing through class but but walt as i always tell phil takes great when you know if you're a script writers out there and you yeah. you know and some of you people aren't getting your material take take this to heart it takes greatness to get greatness mm-hmm. you know and only great people get great people and walt being great got jesse he got he got what was in jesse he got the 
the there was more to it. And he look, identified with him. I think more than I he well probably in the fact he underachieved yes but yeah. I, but he knew that there was greatness in him so there's enough in him to pick a lock just like there's enough in him to do a ninety three percent or ninety six percent yeah and cook that as you said Walt's the greatest in the world so now what does that make Jesse. That's pretty badass. Yeah. It's so pretty. that's why I, ba- I buy he can pick a lock. Yeah, but it it's also just shows up how screwed – it shows how screwed up their relationship is because, yeah. Oh, of course. Well, because, well, like, he's, he still makes Jesse kill people, still made him kill Gail. You know, he's, he saw that he had deep strength in him, the strength but to kill also, a man. But he also saved Jesse, too. Several times. Several times. That's, yeah. what, that's why we love this show. Yeah. No, because you can't definitively fall on any one side of any of these issues. It's just like life. Life is gray. You know, things get mixed up. And frankly, you know, no matter what negative things he's done for Jesse, he's also, yeah, unlocked a lot of his hidden potential. Right. You know, what would he be doing now if if Mr. White hadn't found him? He's just be getting high and selling weed and probably be happy. <laughs> He'd probably be in jail by now. Oh, that's true. You're right. That's a good point. He'd or, probably he, be or, in... he, or he could be behind bars. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about him uh, at the Aryan Nation. He's trying to break out of his uh, makeshift prison underground. Uh, he got some free ice cream, which was nice. For 96%. Well, well even, and backing up is we yeah. see that he rat, he's ratting out Todd, and so Uncle Jack's like, okay, he's got to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So out they march to kill Jesse. And, uh, you know, as I said to you guys, did you notice the shot on one side? It was mm-hmm. Jack it was the, and the four other goons. And then it was Todd. And it was Todd. They were separated. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Todd's not with them. Todd's for right. Todd. Well, we were talking last week, you know, why would they continue trying to make the meth if they had $70 million? Well, you know, now we know. Now we know. Because uh, Jack's sweet on Todd. Todd's sweet on Lydia. And uh, they're going to keep this going until Todd bags, if you were, if you will. Lydia. I don't think it's just that. I mean, he has so much respect for Walter White. I think he's more about following in Walter White's footsteps than he is about Lydia. I think Todd is psychopathic. I don't know. He is psychopathic. I think he does look up to Walt, but he seems like he loves Lydia. I feel like he's the kind of guy. But by the way, that is a great question. Is he more into Lydia or is he more into the pure? Is, Is it to get a pure cook to get Lydia or is it to get a pure cook to be a significant person? I think it's it's more about himself. Like let's let's talk about his psychology a bit, right? He's a guy, he's a he's a loose cannon, he's a murderer. He collects trophies. When he killed Drew Sharp, right? He he takes the spider and he looks at it intensely. In many ways, as useful as Jesse is, I feel like he's also kind of a trophy, you know, uh, for Mr. White. He's 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 kind of he's a replacement Mr. White. He's a piece of him that he can just keep and that can benefit him moving forward. I don't know if his love for Lydia is really love or if it's more of that fixation. No, I mean, he's not mm-hmm. capable of loving. I mean, yeah. it's some kind of obsession. But the question is, as I'm posing this out loud, as, as Christian was made a great point, is is it his love of, is it Todd's love of just making a perfect cook so he can be a somebody, be important? Or is it whatever his final end to be, to be with Lydia? Yeah. I think it started out for Walter White, and I think... It's I mean, turned to Lydia. 
No, I don't think it's turned to Lydia. I think she's just someone who's in the mix, and of course he wants to impress her. She's part of the equation. She's part of the equation, just like Walter White was working with Lydia. He's now kind of replacing Walter White, and he kind of sees that they are a good team together. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I just feel like, you know, at the end of the day, he doesn't. Well, he doesn't want to impress a girl. Are you kidding? This is a psychopathic. Well, who, here's, here's, he, he loved Walter White. Like he looked up to him like an idol. He I wish Todd worked at After footsteps. Buzz. I'll tell you, we have this guy <laughs> Stephen the Mew who works here. He's our Todd, and I have to say, like, I'm so he's not pl- our Todd. He's our Todd. I'm so pleased <laughs> to have it. him, and, yeah. and unfortunately, Phil's our Jesse. So you know, yeah. it's like, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, well, f- I find Todd to be a model employee. Would well, love to have Todd with me. But he's only he's only scoring seventy six percent. He set the set the whole yeah, place on fire. He kept the business going. That's true. Here's here's what I think. Right? What if uh, Lydia is the trophy for becoming a a meth kingpin of Mr. White's caliber? What if it's not about Lydia, but Lydia is essentially the spider of this whole Probably, thing? Probably, yeah. You I know? think that's what Chris is saying. I mean, I would have thought it was Lydia, but she's right. It, think of where he was at from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. he wants to be. The man, but it also kind of shows when he when he brings Jesse the ice cream as a reward for getting ninety six percent. Yeah, I feel like that kind of loops into his whole his whole idea of what is love, what is affection, yes. and, and what why do we do what we do? He does it for for praise and rewards that he he never received. Right, you know, and he that's why he keeps these trophies. He's like, I did good, I yeah, deserve. That's right, blank. Uh, so I also just don't think he's about the money. Like, no, I, no obviously. No, that's but, why I want him to work for me. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah, but just like how Jack was saying, oh, we've got all these millions, and he's like, but why settle when you can have so much more? But it's not even about the money to so, Todd ever. So is Stephen Lemieux about the money? <laughs> no. no. No, see? That's why we love him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, he's not about the money, but greed kind of plays into this episode a few a few times. You know, we have a few times. A few times. Well, <laughs> more, more than once is a few, Kevin. Okay, right. but you you have that moment where Jack uh, Jack gives in to Todd. You know, partially because he's okay. You're sweet on this woman. It's interesting. Jack has shown some a lot of smarts. Mm-hmm. I, I think giving Walt the money was smart. Yeah, because you either need to kill him, which could have made more red flags. Or give him the money and let him go. That was a, a smart move because yeah. then you hope that the guy just takes the money and forgives or accepts. But this was this was weakness on his part for mm-hmm. Todd. You know, right. Todd's, Todd's been so weakness. but Todd's been so good to them. Todd may, has set them up for a life. Right. So you can say, ah, okay, you want to throw it in this this yuppie bitch? Fine, mm-hmm. we'll let you. Okay, we'll have, let you keep your toy. Here's this yeah. scenario. What if it's uh, Walter White comes back to go against Jack? Mm-hmm. Right? Why are we and going into scenarios? Yeah. No, 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 I just want to say. Jump ahead. No, I just want to say. I think speak. Todd will go on Walter White's side, oh, and he would kill his uncles to for to save Walter White. I don't know. Family, man. Family. There's no shows I, about family. But you know what? She's. But you're right. But he. Looks up to Mr. White more than he looks up to, to Jack. Jack. To Uncle Jack. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll, we'll... And we got that separation that you mentioned. It's true. Yes, and we have the separation between the two of them, to me, signifies that there's going to be a schism at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, well, then, what What do you think... Where do you think his allegiances lie when he when he kills Andrea? Right? So, Jesse finally escapes in like this... In because this... because the final end is to become the, become the kingpin. And right. you know what, Jesse? I was nice to you as a nice pet... I had you in your little cage. I gave you I ice gave you cream. I gave you ice cream. Right. And this is, yeah. and you know what? We could have a night. Now you had to go do that. So now I got to kill the girl. Now can we get back to making pure 
cook. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing about Todd, there's no half measures. No, and yeah. by the way, we know that from yeah, you know, what Mike. Mm-hmm. No more half measures, Walt. Remember yeah, exactly. I mean, as terrible as as it is, though, it's nice to see that that next Walter White who doesn't take the half measure measures and doesn't have any kind of remorse for anyone or any emotions. It's kind of nice to see that like ultimate Heisenberg. Well, it's, but that's the thing, right? It's it's Walter White without the intelligence, mm-hmm. without the without any sense of morality, without any kind of empathy. You know, it's it's the way that he talks, the way that he keeps saying good instead of well. We we do work good. You know, he, Walter. One of his the most important thing about him is his intelligence. It's the right. the yeah. How Todd he, doesn't have that. No, Todd's no. just mimicking. Yeah, he's, he just mimics behavior. Exactly. So even when he's he seems like he's just being nice, it's just mimicking mm-hmm. the behavior that he's seen. I, I had a question for you guys, and this I yeah. don't I don't know the answer to, so I'm not asking you rhetorically. Okay. Was it a 93 percent cook or a 96 percent cook? He told Lydia it was a 92 percent. 93. Right? 92. 92, okay. 92%, and then he told Jesse 96. So unle- What's the truth? Well, it could very well be that the ones that he gave to Lydia were a 92% cook, and then the 96% batch was the latest batch that Jesse had cooked while Todd was away. Gotcha. Um, okay. It, it, it could be that. Or was it to incentivize Jesse? To be like, look, you're doing good, Dick, you know? Once you get into that level of percentages, I feel like telling him that you got 92 is the same as telling him that he got gotcha. 96. No. No, not in that world. He's a he's a captive. What level of pride are you going to get? I don't know. Yeah, so maybe it's the new batch. It's ninety six. I, I feel like it, it's not it's not that deep. But I noticed that when when it happened. So I think it's so I think it's a newer it is batch. Significant. And to me, well, the significance is the fact that Jesse is that good. Yeah. That this is no whiny little bitch. That he he is going to. He's going to figure it out. He's even better than he was. He's if you see. remember back to season four when he went down to Mexico to do his first solo cooks. Right. And he was desperate to get anything above 90. I think he got a 93 or 94 mm-hmm. back then. So he's even better now than he was then. He's damn good. I want to be But Todd cool. is all about the motivations. I mean, we had the Andrea Brock picture from the beginning and now shooting Andrea and the ice cream. He's I good mean, at what he does. Yeah. He's efficient. And he's like, sorry. Monsters are efficient. Blows their head off in the yeah. wide shot. I. Ugh, that was so brutal. And just like, don't open the door. Don't unchain the door. Don't walk outside the door. It's like every single move she made. But I'm she, like, but she wasn't privy. I know so much to a lot of it. She knew probably a little bit about Walter White in the news. So right. yeah, I, I could. You're right. No, she would have known from all the publicity. She would have known at the very least that he was tied to Walter right. White. But again, she, with this show. I'm going. I'm not kicking tires. I'm going along for the ride. Not even. It's just too amazing. Right. But he was show. dying for information. Yeah, there you go. Dying for information. Fine, but like Walter White was in her house. Walter White right. was in her house True. several times. True. Recently. I'm okay. I'm still tuning in next week. <laughs> I'm okay. Fine, Undergaro. Uh, I just want to take a second and thank everybody who has uh, rated and commented on iTunes and on YouTube and tweeted at us. We love our fans, and we're so happy that you are uh, co- taking part of this conversation with us. If you could just take a moment and uh, rate and comment on iTunes if you haven't already, we would deeply appreciate it. We love five-star ratings because it lets us know we're doing our job well, and we can keep doing it for I won't. I guess well, we won't be doing this show anymore after next week. Uh, so sad. It's <laughs> going to be such a letdown because we are watching the greatest television that's ever been produced. Yeah, and everything else is a, is a, is a letdown. Yeah. you know, I have a, you know my subtext is Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. You know, this is my heroine. That's like my, and it's good. It's it's really good. I love the show, but this is just yeah, so much better. It's more pure. That's ninety one percent. This you is ninety six percent. 
Really? <laughs> yeah. Game of Thrones is, is pretty great. And I've, I've what, as pure as this? No. Would you, would no. you get 91%? I would say it's second. Yeah, I would That's, give it 91. Yeah, I would right. say maybe it's like maybe like season 2. Maybe quality. I'll do some binge viewing. Yeah. Yeah, you should. All right. Um so we we've talked a bit about everybody else in the picture. Uh I want to start talking about Walt. We open on uh Wait, we, we didn't talk about uh we have talked about Todd Lydia. Okay, so we have the scene shop. at the coffee shop where they've apparently started to stalk Stevia after she <laughs> kicked up such a fuss at the top of season five. Um, By the way, though, once again, you've seen some of her weaknesses. Lydia, you're good. Yeah. It's just not that good. No. Her greed She's got greedy. the better yeah, of her, That's too. right. She was almost out the she door. She was almost out the door. She would have been fine. That would have been the last we saw of her in yeah. this story. But? But 92%. Hmm. And it's blue. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. You look at the at the contrast between Todd wearing the blue yuppie shirt, which oh, was fantastic. Awesome. Oh, wow. Handsome, very handsome. Very you actually handsome. Kind of look like yeah. him right now. Nice job. <laughs> and I do have kind of a Lambertian yeah. uh, beard going. We have the hair. Yeah. I have the hair going. Uh, so I've got Walt and White. Finally quaffed. Thank you. <laughs> um, let's take a look at the three different scenes that took place all in this cafe, right? We had the one with her and Mike at the beginning of the season. Then we had her and Walt towards the middle of the season where Walt was debating whether or not to use the rice in honor. And now we've got her and Todd. And uh, every single time that we do this, she tries to sit at the uh, at like the opposite table. You know, Mike just gets up by and way, sits Mike, with her. And by the way, Mike just said from the beginning, yeah. we have to kill her. Yeah. Lydia. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, he knew. He knew. God love him. He knew. He mm. was like, she has to die. Yeah. But she's still alive and she's still greedy and she's still doing like this way over the top, like, I'm in a criminal conspiracy BS. Like, at this, at because like, what? They're sitting no, back totally to back and they're talking. It's one of it's... Her, okay, again, I talked about this on other seasons doing the show and then got tons of hate mail from all Maria's fans. Okay. But Maria Menounos, it has like five friends who are like Lydia. Yeah. Oh my God. Completely just neurotic mm -hmm. with expensive bags and the big glasses and just self-absorbed. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Like, but all and this... running major companies and mm -hmm. I've, you know, I've seen a lot of Lydia's. That's why I, every time I see her, I laugh. But she's like putting her shit out in the open and she does it every time. She... Sorry. Block your ears, Christian. She's still a female at the end of the day. Oh, stop. Yes. <laughs> Kevin Undergaro, this is not a home for misogyny, okay? This is the Breaking Bad after right. show. We only have one episode left. Let's have some decorum. Okay, she just was, then she was just greedy. She is incredibly greedy. She just got greedy. And it shows the difference between uh, Todd and Walt and Mike. Walt and Mike didn't put up with the back-to-back -back BS. They got up and they sat at her table. Right. Because they're, they're strong enough to make that move. Todd is supplicant. He's looking for praise. He's looking for approval from her. He's not looking to be her boss or, like, really even to be her partner. I feel like on some level, and, and you guys may take me to task for this, I feel like he almost wants, like, a mother figure out of her. Like, in, like, a creepy yeah. kind of psychosexual way. I can way. see that, absolutely. Yes. Yes. He wants... He wants, sure. like, her to give him a big hug and, like, pat his head and be like, you did good, son. He wants her to give him the ice cream. <laughs> exactly. Because, no, like, growing up with the Aryan Nation, they didn't give him any tenderness. No, no ice right. cream from the Aryan Nation. Yeah. He's somebody who's been living between kicks. He's, like, he's Jesse if Jesse didn't have a shot in the right. world. Like, that's the thing. Jesse's parents were crappy parents. But he had all yeah. the opportunities yes. and advantages that Todd never had. Yeah, he's a mutation. He's a mutation, and he's got a better brain than Todd. You know. Oh, I'm saying Todd's a mutation. Oh, Todd's a mutation. And yeah, Jesse, absolutely. And yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Todd is a... Uh, 
he's just a great mimic and he's super committed and he just has a case of the don't cares. Mm-hmm. He only care, you know, he's only caring about. I don't think he has the chemical to care in his brain. No. I no, think he's he totally is disconnected, just a but again, but look monster. who raised him. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Look at the smile, the, oh. the slight smile crossing his face when uh, Jesse's ratting him out about Drew Sharp. Yeah. He was so proud. Proud that, yeah. yeah, see, guys, I killed. I killed this kid. Go me. Gotta get, uh, gotta get Todd working here. Phil, make a note. <laughs> really need, he's we need a, we need a talk. We have that a, public. We have Steven the Mew. No, yeah. we have Steven the Mew. He's fantastic. Steven, hey, hey, Phil. Can you make a note for Steven to kill somebody for us? <laughs> let's 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 strike that from the record. Just and, get Steven uh, ice no. cream. That's all we need to all do. Right. So okay, so if we're moving on from these yes. guys. My last line is last this. line is this, and this will it'll, it'll probably be our last line when we wrap Walt. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say it now. Here's a I have one king. Oh look, two, two kings. kings, and that's Walt and Lydia. Next subject. <laughs> Walt and Lydia, uh, we could talk about that. We're going to come back to that okay. when we get <laughs> through Walt's two journey. Kings. All right, I know. Or is it, or so, is it Jesse and Walt? Or is it, or is it Skyler and Walt? No, it's it's Walt and the vacuum cleaner uh, repairman. Uh, Walt against himself? <laughs> no, no it's, it's, it's not. Walt yes, it is. Because here's it's the Walt thing. Walt and Jesse. No, always no, Walt and Jesse. No, it's not the guy. It's, it's yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is Robert Forrester. It's Robert Forrester, and I'll tell you why, Kevin Undergaro. You give me a second, and I'll tell you. Okay. You might be right. We have the one king who built his kingdom from scratch he fought and he scrambled and he put peace brick on top of brick until he had a massive kingdom all his own and in the span of a day it was dismantled and he was left with an eighth of that kingdom right yes 80 million dollars reduced to 10 and then he has to start parceling out what little bits of the kingdom he has left to various people to preserve his own existence knowing that he will ultimately die in mere months. Robert Forster's character, after that great scene where he's like, if I ask you to give this money to my family, would you? If I told you, I, if I said yes, would you believe me? Silence. One king, two kings. This man didn't have to build a kingdom. He just had to wait for the last king to die off. And then he just gets to walk away with over $9 million in cash. His life is set. For the rest of his life. And all he had to do was be present at the right moment and realize his good fortune. He said, there's there's never been anyone that I've kept in continued contact with. That's not out of the goodness of his heart. It's not even for the money that Walt's paying him. It's because ultimately he will be the last person to know where Walter White agree with all and his money is. One I king, agree with that. two kings. And it could be because they're both in that same scene together. So mm-hmm. it's two kings. But... I don't know. That's going to foreshadow a battle, you know, to me totally. at the end. But I, I like that, but I just don't think it's satisfying for the audience. If that's even, we don't even know if that's Well, it's true. not like the, by the key way, conflict. And by the, way, and by the way, it may not ever pay off. It may be for us all to say, is it Jesse and Walt? Is it Walt versus Walt? Is it Mr. White versus Heisenberg? Yeah. Are those mm-hmm. the two kings? So anyway, okay. So finally, we need to talk about. Yes. Walt. Yes, we do. Okay, so we finally open with the vacuum cleaner repairman who, damn it, is not Vince Gilligan, and I so have (laughs) wanted it to be for a long time. It wasn't, but it was Robert Forster, who's an amazing actor. I'm so glad that he got to be on the show. Um, We get to see the inside of the vacuum cleaner repair 
home or wh- whatever you want to call it, and out steps Saul in kind of a twist. We thought we were picking up directly where we left I was off. Dying. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm like, oh my god, is this a prequel? Is this how Saul got started in New Mexico? No, it's 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 current. And uh, Walt's just having a tantrum down in the in the room, throwing stuff around. Like, and we see it over Great the uh, open, security and then, camp. Yeah, and we go to the opening. Right Brilliant little that. teaser. And we've got uh, Saul's in blue mm-hmm. and comes down at the blue spot. I mean, the blue, 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 it's everywhere. The blue meth, the blue meth. And it's just interesting to note because, you know, you always see him in, like, orange. He's always mismatched mm-hmm. with the bright colors. Now it's full blue. Yeah. And then the next thing we see him, he's in white. Walt is in white. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, they're they're both kind of blank slates at this point. Yeah. They're they're yeah. helpless mm-hmm. in many ways. They're prisoners of their choices, uh, and they're about to kind of start these new lives. I love the scene between him and Walt because Walt still thinks that he has any kind of power over him. I think it's the right. first time that Walt realizes it's it, it's over in every sense. Heisenberg no longer has the strength that he used to have. Well, I might, can't bully this guy. Yeah, and but backing up, you know, I've always said. That Saul's actually one of the better people in this. Like, deep down, he always shows he has heart. And so he gives a nickel's worth of advice. He says, go, turn yourself in. Stay, face the music. Face the music. That's the only thing that'll get your wife off the hook. Yeah. And um, and ultimately, it's probably why that character thought has more dimension, at least Vince Gilligan feels, to have his own series. Yeah. Because he's not just a used car salesman. He does have heart. He showed it, you know, when he looked in the mirror, the car mirror, lab, it was two seasons ago. And he watched Jesse, you know, trying to do something nice for um, his the girl and the, the Andrea. Kid. Yeah, so it's just interesting to see that. And but that face to face between them, when he's trying to, when Walt is trying to ramp up and be Heisenberg, mm-hmm. and he corners him like he always corners uh, Saul, and Saul starts to cower and cower, and then <laughs> the coughing mm-hmm. and the crumpling over, and it's over he says mm-hmm. and i was like no yeah that was hard to watch i was like yes no no is over. <laughs> no, this... no it was not over when the germans bombed pearl harbor look i'm not talking about the war i'm talking about that particular campaign this is walter realizing that heisenberg cannot be the chief weapon in this war do you understand like uh, heisenberg i feel like you know we've talked a lot about is it half of his personality? Yeah, you're a is pretty it... good host. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Thank you, Kevin. That's really good. No, you're right no, because you know. Yes. But now that you say that, mm-hmm. that's why you know mm-hmm. putting on the hat. We ramp up, and he goes down to the gate, and he's like, "Tomorrow." Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's no longer as powerful a weapon as it once was, and he has to rebuild his other side of himself. Right. He has to get, find strength as Walter White to be able to make these moves. And I loved that moment when he pulls the, the, the moment Robert Forrester leaves, he pulls the hat out of the, the bag. The Frankenheimer shot. Yeah. He pulls it out and it's dented. It's crushed. Oh, before the Frankenheimer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but he pops it out and I'm thinking this is his moment of yeah. like, we're getting strong. I was like, I'm grabbing Kristen. I'm like, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. And then the hat goes on and we've got that Frankenheimer rear mm-hmm. shot. And, mm-hmm. and then he comes to the gate and, Tomorrow. Tomorrow. And by the way, there's nothing more, there's nothing that signifies lame more than the word tomorrow. Yeah. How many times do you ever hear people go, tomorrow? Hey, Phil, um, no, really, just no, Phil, I have a question for the, 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 uh, AfterBuzz confessional booth. When when are we going to install the iPads so each show can have its own identity when it's in there? 
Tomorrow when Maria buys it. Thank you. No, no. Shh, tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow. There's nothing more like uh, tomorrow. Uh huh. Tomorrow. Go to go back to you know Rocky. Yeah. Rocky three mm-hmm. against Mr. T. Yeah, against Club well, Lang. He said, you know what? He was trying to train with uh, Creed, and he mm-hmm. just said, tomorrow. Yeah. There is no tomorrow, Rock. Well, mm-hmm. and if you notice, tomorrow turned into months. Yeah. Months and tomorrow, months and months. The worst. I know, and and Ugh. every bit of his strength is stripped away in this cabin, and. He's left with with no news, nothing to watch but Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium, two copies, <laughs> two copies. just in case he breaks one. Yes, oh. <laughs> which was just like that's just the perfect lame ass movie, right. To be stuck with in this in this cabin, and and especially someone with such a high IQ, mm-hmm. like that's just like oh, that's what you leave me with. Yeah. By the way, I said seasons ago that he was going to end up in the woods alone in a cabin with no one around him. I, I so Kristen, that. you're very smart. You're, no, very smart. Okay. you're also a very you're good You're also host. a very good host, Kristen. <laughs> That's not what I wanted. I'm just yeah. saying everyone was like, no, how, no way is he going to end up in a cabin How alone interesting in was it that you know he couldn't even prick himself with the needle? And mm-hmm. the guy said, it's just a little stick. Yeah. Um, and that... Well, you know, when I saw it, my, my dad went through all of this, you know, when mm-hmm. he had cancer. And uh, it was just so sad to see him so beaten and just defeated. Yeah. Um, but very interesting. We went over their dialogue of their card game. Yeah. Definitely gives me gives me some food for thought. Yeah. Well, you think about that moment where he says, wait, stay for just a little while longer. Yeah. <sighs> this is, this is $10,000 just for company. Yeah. Just for, he sells for an hour's worth of company. While he has his chemo treatment. Yeah. Pure solitude. He's been, he's been de- living with for, I want to say what? That's probably, when we see that scene, it's like maybe month three, the beginning of month three. Well, they were talking about last time. hair and a beard. He he said, I think I got better from last time from giving the chemo, yeah, so, so that's at least two months. This is at least the second time he's yeah. given him this treatment. So I think it's probably, it's been probably two or three months, months yeah, three, three months, months. Uh, of just being alone with nothing but DVDs in the woods, thinking about his family and his choices. Where did he go wrong and, and how can just he fix it? Just a man in his thoughts. And that's yeah. what they always say hell is. Yeah. It's but, just, you're, you know, you're just, just a Sartre's no exit. You know, yeah. you're just in hell and you can't escape. Exactly. And what a contrast from when he's bullying Saul. He's talking about we're not done. You know, the mission isn't over. We're going to get five hitters and we're going to hit Jack and all yeah, those guys. Yeah, and we're yeah. going to get my, my legacy back. It's over. You said it. You said it. Yeah. Heisenberg's over. Yeah. Can I ask you guys? Or at least yeah. Heisenberg in that form. I think Heisenberg in that form. Like you look at you look at somebody like Heisenberg uh, 2.0. Yeah. Well, you look at or T- Waltenberg. Y- you look at Tio, right? You look at him in his in his wheelchair. Everyone thinks that he's weak, but in a, in a, in the last moment, you know, uh, Hector Salamanca, he's able to uh, to blow up mm-hmm. Gus Fring. Right. He still has his wits about him. He, but it's a different kind of strength than the kind of man who would try to drown one of his uh, one of his grandsons to make a point. It's it's still there, but he's got to channel it in a different way. It's not going to come out through traditional strength. He has to use the kind of strategy that he's been developing as Heisenberg. It's just another level. I mean, yeah. and again, when you're that like Jesse, when you you have that much greatness in you, when mm-hmm. you're resourceful, you will find a way to win. You will find a way to yeah. persevere. Um, okay, so but, you know, talking about Robert Forster's character. Um, why is he bringing him Ensher? Ensher is like a is a nourishment yeah. that actually fortifies you and makes you strong. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm just because because well, I'm, he said he was getting he's getting thin. Getting, we saw that when his I, no, uh, I, right, which yeah. was so painful to see yeah, how thin right. he's getting with the with the wedding and ring. his wedding ring. Yeah, but no, but I'm saying if if Robert Forster is just looking at his watch, waiting for him to die to take his money, why would he bring him the insure? If he was that guy, I'm just saying if he was that guy, I don't think he's heartless. Well, uh, here's the thing. Well, well, actually, no, that's an interesting point because. I don't think he could get away with poisoning the insurer. Doesn't have to poison him. Just saying. <laughs> but when you bring insure is nourishment. My, my mm-hmm. dad was on it, and it actually fortified him. It made him. You know, he was one of the few cancer patients that gained weight. Mm-hmm. You know, and that helped him. What was supposed to be two months ended up going a year and a half. And that was back fifteen years ago when 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 chemotherapy treatments weren't as advanced. Yeah. Um. So when I saw the insure, I'm like, guzzle that shit down. You know. But I'm just saying that is a healthy thing. To do so, and that's this guy's just not evil. He's just looking at his watch, and he's patient, and you know maybe he's not obsessed with the money. Maybe it's it's just a business thing. Well, that's the thing, right? If he was the kind of guy who would kill Walt for the money, or like was that heartless? Get him alone in the woods, and then shoot him when he gets out of the or before he even gets out of the propane tank. He's making round trips, four thousand four hundred miles each way. He's not doing it. I think the, the, the yeah, well, the barrel, I think, is severance pay. It's, gotcha. Okay, all right. Yeah. Talking about, uh, you know, f- he finally gets the impetus to go into town because he's he, it's, it's over. Yeah. He, it's, he's thin, the wedding ring, everything, what he's heard about Skylar and how bad they're living, a taxi dispatch mm-hmm. of all people, which I'm sure there's symbolism to the fact that she's dispatching calls. There's something more, t- you know, interesting, just symbolically speaking. It's mm-hmm. not coming to me off the top of my head, but... He goes down to the bar and, you know, has the waitress say Aunt Marie's calling mm-hmm. Flynn White. Yeah. Interesting. You know, Interesting. Like, like, that's the official name. He's just... He probably... Do you think he, like, legally changed it? Uh, yeah, and probably got everyone in the school to, like, buy in. Or maybe it was the fact that that's who Walt asked for, Flynn White, knowing that he'd respond to that. Well, hmm. also, that's always what Marie called Walter Jr. Right. She, right. Oh, so she, he kind of right. knew to call right. him that. Right. And it's what, what ironically, he calls himself. He's in science class. Yeah, in the uh, same classroom, it uh, looks like. Aren't you guys surprised he's still in public school after all of this? Well, they don't have the money for anything else. Yeah, yeah. I know, but still. And like, by the way, by the way, wouldn't you feel so sorry for him? Oh, totally. You know what yeah. I mean? He wouldn't be, I don't think he would be the target. I think people would feel. I think people would see him as such a victim. Yeah, well, but it wouldn't stop the the looks the staring, the whispering. But mm-hmm. well, we've been when, when the call comes to Flynn White, it's there's been some time. It's passed. been months. Yeah, people it, are learning to live with it. I'm sure. I'm sure it's not the, the first time that he's been called to the office since this right. happened. And then, of course, we again great writing by Vince Gilligan, mm-hmm. slowly building Dad, and we're like, you know, thinking maybe he's gonna say, "Oh, send us the money." Here's it. You killed Uncle Hank. Damn right. And just, oh, God, you're awful. I was so mad at him. Oh, we were no, pro- not <laughs> mad. Not mad. Oh, Look, when it, it, here's the thing, right? And this is what, this is what I think uh, separates Walt from the rest of all of humanity. All he sees is the reasons why he did what he did, right? They were ultimately good reasons uh for why he started this em- enterprise but he is not holding himself responsible not, for the consequences yeah yeah he is he's living with it up there in that cabin what was he supposed to do call up the sun and say yeah i killed un- I, un- uncle hank but he didn't kill uncle hank look he didn't kill uncle him. hank got himself killed 
Uncle Hank. Because Uncle Hank, because Uncle Hank couldn't let it go. Uncle Hank was more upset. That was his legacy. Okay. Uncle mm-hmm. Hank was more obsessed with making the bust than he was for human people. Because he knew Skyler was going to get hurt. He knew that, you know, but he was like, yeah, but, but, and he knew Jesse was going to get shot. Even Gomi was like, wait, he's going to get killed. He's like, I don't care. I want my end fulfilled. I agree with you. And so, so anyway, so. I, I, I retract my point. So anyway, so Flynn, so when Flynn hangs up the phone and Walt makes the second call to the DEA (laughs) and, you know, you, you, the, the, uh, Hockey game's playing in the background, then it just finally fades out, and he just lumbers over to the bar after he's made his call to the DA, and mm-hmm. there he sees... He gets his weight, he gets his uh, dimple pinch. Yes, scotch. his dimple pinch, his scotch, his dark What do you guys drink. feel about that? Like, when you're in trouble, like, people pinch your dimples? I think it's like patronizing, kind of it's mm-hmm. patronizing, mm-hmm. it's just, oh, look at little Walt, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Walt, yeah, you gave us a couple of ideas, but really, we started the company. Yeah. But you're really a sweet, nice guy, mm-hmm. and I don't know what happened, you just went crazy. I'm so happy that we see them again after oh, so I'm many so years. Oh, so happy, too. Because that's like paying Scene off. of the crime. They're mm-hmm. the, you know, they drive so much of him. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we never got completely detailed uh, nope. of, of their falling out. We know it had something to do with Walt was originally dating uh, Mrs. Schwartz. We, yeah, and you know what I, I love about this? I feel like... Early on, Vince Gilligan wanted to develop that, mm-hmm. but then we just got so carried away because the show just exploded. Yeah, but it's so great because we know what happened. We know what happened, and then but we really mm-hmm. know this. It, right, oh, we can fill yeah. in the blanks oh, yeah. in our brains. Like, and we then, know. And then Gray Matter after the first season doesn't get mentioned once until the fifth season, right? When he explains to Jesse how much the company is worth and that he checks it every day, every day, <laughs> every day he checks the well, stock. Price. And remember, and remember, go back to that scene where. He's back in his when he's starting the company, or yeah. even back in college, and him and um, his girlfriend at the time, and they're and they're on the chalkboard and they're going over ideas and they're high fiving together, and you get the feeling that see this would have been this was the life he was supposed to have right. that was supposed to be his partner he was supposed to start this big company that, yeah. that's how the foreshadowing of how it should have gone, and of course it didn't go that way, and now. We see them on Charlie Rose yeah, I know. donating $28 million to anti-drug <laughs> well, in the southwestern here's, area. Here's a question, right? So in the first season, not only do they offer to pay for Walt's treatment, but he offers him a job, a job at Gray Matter to work on right. things like the old days. And I know that it, it's basically – it's a pity gift. It's a pity gift. It's a pity gift. And by the way, and no, and they – First of all, I have so much money yeah. that they would really have to be like Mr. Potter on It's a Wonderful Life. That kind of evil, not to throw him 50 or 100, 150 grand for his treatment. Yeah. Um, so fine. They were nice enough people, but, but it's... But should he, he have taken it? Uh, probably, yeah. I mean, looking back, probably. But I get where <laughs> But I get where he, he missed out on the big... He just keeps seeing the big, giant ball of wax. My, yeah. That company was supposed to be a legacy. Okay, so I didn't get that. So now I'm going into the meth business. This is my legacy. Yeah. And we see it's all ended up for nothing. His legacy's gone. The money's gone. His life is gone. He's about to surrender. And then he sees them. And see, now this is where you're supposed to go into the Rocky training sequence. Mm-hmm. This is where I need him <laughs> jogging up the stairs. But I was so excited. Cause oh, yeah. I was like, okay, uh-uh. 
I'm not going out like this. No effing way. And listeners and people watching us, do not go out in that way. Do not go gentle into that good night. Never. Nope. Right. Never. Get a massive machine gun. No, 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 no. There you are. Yeah. So Matt would like you to roll over. That's no. it. No, the music came in. It's a perfect time. Phil, I, Phil, you haven't seen the episode yet. but that, yeah. they bring no, but That's what happened. I have breaking news for you. What's that? It is officially the best show on TV. Woo! You know what that means. Yeah. They won the Emmy for Best Drama. Yes. And despite the Emmys, we will air an episode. I like that idea. Yeah. I want to know the numbers. Who switched over from watching the Emmys to watch Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad? I'm sure plenty of people. Well, they, they also, Anna Gunn won uh, Best Actress. Best lead actress in a, actress. Best Yeah. I thought and Best. They, yeah. They got tired of giving it, it to, to, to Brian. They realized he had had enough. Yeah. But, when, but, but, but Phil, when you see tonight's episode... This music p- comes in at the end of the episode, yeah. signifying, "Oh, we are back! Oh yeah, we are effing back!" Mm-hmm. I, I, I see you. And you excited? see those? Oh yeah, no. And then the cops descend on the bar, and, and nothing left but a crumpled up napkin and a and a half finished thing of dimple. And the, right, and an unfinished drink. Because guess what? I'm not, not taking finished. that drink. I'm not. It's right. It's not mm-hmm. my work. Is it finished? Yeah. I'm not going to get drunk. I'm not. I'm not going to take that dimple no, pinch. That's it. I'm I'm kicking out mm-hmm. like the Hulkster. Exactly. Oh, I'm so. I know. Excited. It's gonna be. It's gonna be amazing. Now, I. I, I think we should kind of. I still have things left to do. I know. Right. Yeah. Ah! What about Gretchen saying that brilliant man's gone, that sweet man's gone? I think she's totally wrong. I don't she think is. so. I think she is wrong. She is. She's just talking about her ass because she's trying to save her stupid company. Exactly. But also, I don't think we see the hat next week. I think you have to see the hat I don't before so. the end of the series. No, 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 but you might be right. She, because speaking to your point, like, no, it's Heisenberg 2.0. Oh, you're right. We may have all. He might be doing this as Walt, not as Heisenberg. Right. Right, finally. Like, you know what? I don't need an alter ego. And now. There we go. Perfect. Yeah. See? That's why I fills in the booth. Okay, now, here's one thing. So we've talked a lot about how this might end over the course of this season. Uh, a few things that seem to not be factoring into our finale, the Chilean connection uh, that had kept Gus Fring alive for so long doesn't seem to be playing a significant role, and neither do, does the Czech Republic. So we can cross those off the we list. Didn't, no, Czech Republic may rear its ugly head with Lydia. Except except they just produced I meth th- that is... I, okay, so I think Lydia just represents them. That's why okay. I think they're done. Okay. I think Lydia is them. That represents them. You're right about the, the, the other people in Chile. Which is a bummer, because I really was hoping that that was going to come back. But you never know. Yeah, you never know. Um, that would be... But that would be so random to bring that back with no setup whatsoever for like a year and a half. I don't know. I okay. mean, I, I don't um, know. I, uh, here's the thing. I can't get over the high of knowing. I've just had enough. The last two seasons since, goddamn, since Gus, Gus's face got blown off. Yeah. The greatest season finale I've ever seen in my life. I have ha- seen nothing but poor Walter get beat up for the last two half seasons or whatever with yeah. this fake fifth season bullshit. These last two seasons I've seen, I'm ready. I am ready. Okay. I am ready for this last round to come out strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the question, right? We all assume that he's going to uh, take this gun and march on the Aryan Brotherhood, or is he going to go hold the Schwartzes hostage? 
to be that effing nuts. Until he, they tell the truth about his part in I Grey think, Matter. I think everyone's going down. Oh, my God. I think you think he's just going to set I, Albuquerque I, no, I, on I, fire? I think, <laughs> no, no, no. I think Grey Matter just, they just lit the wick. Yeah. Because, fine, no, you've got Grey Matter. You stole my company. You stole my legacy. And you know what? You just reminded me that my legacy is going to get stolen again. It's not happening twice in my lifetime. F that. Mm-hmm. I'm going back. Arians... Niedermeyer, dead man. Yeah. Right? Do you guys remember Animal House? Mm-hmm. No, it's when Belushi yeah. comes in and says, it. Oh, that's yeah. it. No, Arians going down. Mm-hmm. Lydia, down. Todd, down. Everyone's, that's it. I okay. will, rec- whoever it's, whatever it takes, I am going to use my superior IQ and my inner strength. I'm going to figure out a way to reclaim my legacy. But here's the thing, I'm right? not losing my legacy twice. Kevin, we've brought up before on this show. Do you um, remember when the Fonz you, you tried to, Jump the shark, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And everyone is like, oh, we jumped the shark. It ruined the series. They forget the true significance of that episode. Okay. Okay? Because when after he jumped the shark, successfully defeating the California kid. Yeah. Okay, he's walking along the beach, and, and Rich goes, Richie Cunningham's like, why, Fonz? Why? And if you remember, Fonz lost out to his big acting role. He was going to become a big Hollywood star. That's yeah. why they came to California. He didn't get it. He said, you know what? Because I wasn't going home. A double loser. Okay. And Walt, I'm telling you, he ain't going out of life. I know. A double loser. I Hey. So no how does it end, guys? How does well, it end? But here's my thing. Oh, I, I mean, I don't know how it ends. I just know it's going to be awesome. I know. And I know people are going down. I know. It's just that machine gun, a machine gun of that size, requires three people to work it. Ah, well. <laughs> it requires three people to work it. So unless he found his heavy hitters or he plans on breaking out Jesse no, and chancing. No, no, no. We're forgetting the ricin. Remember? I know. Who's the rice in for? I don't know. I, I think to... I think that's got Lydia's name on yeah, it. Yeah, we can give that to Lydia. I don't no. care about no, it. No, you think Jack? I think no, I think it's I think it's for the Schwartzes. <laughs> I, I tell you, the Schwartzes I, I know that that's I know that that's they, like that's the Fawns lost his acting job. That's all the Schwartzes all right. are. That's it. Now we gotta beat the California kid. We well, gotta jump the shark. Okay, well then let's talk possibles, right? So uh the Ryson, we've got Lydia, we've got Jesse, we've got Jack, we've got Todd. Those are the four big ones. Unless it's for him or suicide. Yeah, or he's done. Yeah, or it's to uh it's to get someone else frame somebody for I don't know. I listen, I have I, no idea. I don't even want to know because yeah. I'm just so excited he's back and I know we're going to have good old fashioned ass kicking that we haven't seen since season 4. Damn That's right. Awesome. Wait, can I do uh, the catches of the week? <laughs> yeah. Can I do the catches? Let's do of the, the catches. Okay, sorry Phil. So from my super fan Mike August uh, we see bar patents to symbolize prison when Skyler's talking to the feds. Previously last week when she was talking to Marie in the office of the car wash, uh, Jesse escapes his prison as a contrast almost. It's it's the, the bars. I noticed that in the back, too. I also noticed an American flag, a tiny American flag in a case, in a glass case in a frame hmm. in the feds office. Because t- to me, the feds and the feds office looked so low rent. Yeah, I know her, mm-hmm. def- her public defender also looked low rent, but it didn't look like it wasn't a case being driven by Hank, and it wasn't a defense being led by Saul. Yeah. So uh, Todd wearing blue, like we talked about, is the symbolize him being a man of meth. A Tarantino connection in that Robert Forster and Michael Bowen are both in Jackie Brown. Uh, the deerhead scene on the wall when Forster is talking about Walt being a hunted man and him having unfinished business. Cool symbolism there. And he hung his hat on the deer as well. It's just kind of maybe speaking mm-hmm. to the you know retirement of Heisenberg. 
You'll undoubtedly, because the Frankenheimer shot uh, that I pointed out, nice contrast between the desert of Tohajali Tohajali. last week to the snow of New Hampshire tonight. And then we know snow can symbolize death. Also, hell is either very hot or very Very cold. cold. Uh, While playing cards forces us to kings, interesting as Osmandias was the king of kings in the Shelley poem. Uh, packaging money in the insure box was creative as Walt wants to ensure his family is taken care of when he's gone. Walt Jr. is wearing orange when talking to Walt. Hopefully not a sign he's going to die as Hank and Gomez were wearing orange when killed last mm-hmm. week. And the cow has been used to symbolize death several times before. We also know the car, you know, the challenger mm-hmm. was orange. We've seen it all through the, uh, through the show, but, uh, Saul wore orange ties a lot too. And I think mm-hmm. he's going to live. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. It's funny. Mike August, he, Jerry doesn't let his emotions get in the way. What an ungrateful prick that kid turned out to be too. Awesome. Walt orders his drink neat as his life becomes messy. And I sent you an email related to the title of the episode earlier this morning. (laughs) It's very interesting. But anyway, thank you, Mike, as always. Thank you, Mike. And, uh, wow. Yeah. I want to say that I think the ricin is for Lydia, and it's the stevia that she's always asking for. Ah, And I think that he meets her in the same coffee But he was totally going to do that when they were meeting up last time. You are a smart host, too. All right, all right. I also think that Jesse gets the chance to kill Walt, but he doesn't. Okay, well, we will will find out next week in the series finale of one of the greatest television shows ever made. The The greatest. greatest. The greatest. There is nothing else. All right. Kristen Snyder, where can the people find you? At Cinematic Escape on Twitter. Or you can bing my blog, Cinematic Escape. Kevin Undergaro, where can the people find you? At Undergaro, except I I don't still know how to use Twitter, but (laughs) it's okay. All right. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find me here on AfterBuzz TV on the Low Winter Sun, Marvelous Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Sleepy Hollow, nice. and Sons of Anarchy after oh, show. Oh, that's right. So we have Sons of Anarchy. So I just got yes. caught up on that. With the boss man here. Yeah. yeah. And I get boardwalk, so I got to run right now. All right. <laughs> so thank you guys so much. We will see, see you next week. week for the finale. Bye, everybody. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.